When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Pittsburgh Steelers should have two names back this week on defense, and both of them are huge for the return and success of the second half of this season. What's going on, everybody? I'm Noah Strackbine. Thank you for jumping on to Steelers to go, your daily to-go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. Find us on youtube.com slash all Steelers talk or anywhere you get your podcasts, and today we're we're, talk, we're talking about the return, hopeful return, I guess, of two defensive guys who have spent the majority, if not all of the season, on injured reserve, who should come back this week, who should add a serious boost to the Steelers' defense and the Steelers' season as a whole. The big question is, who's gone when these two return? I expect the Steelers to activate TJ Watt and DeMonte KZ this week. Those two guys have been on IR, but they've been back at practice. KZ is approaching the 21-day window. I've talked to him. He said that he hasn't been activated yet, but he feels 100%. He's ready to go. He's just ready to hit somebody. He's very excited to be back with this team, and I think the Steelers are very excited to have him back. I mean, Terrell Austin, the defensive coordinator, said that They will find a spot for him. They will find an immediate role for KZ once he's back on the football field. At 28 years old, a a veteran who has starting experience at multiple positions who seem to have a pretty big role with this team coming into the season, I don't think that it was an issue for him to come back whenever and the Steelers to feel comfortable throwing him into the lineup. Will he start? No. But will he run that three-man safety weave? that the Steelers were very much so hoping to run this season? Yes, absolutely. KZ is definitely going to be part of this defense moving forward, and he's going to be a big part of this defense moving forward, one that they really, really want to click for the last nine games. The other side of that is TJ Watt, who is the single-handedly most important piece of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that has been proven over these last eight games. He leaves in week one. The defense looks absolutely dominant. And there are many factors that go into the defense not looking as good as they did in week one. One of them being how bad the offense is. But really, there has been no pass rush, no ability to make plays. No spark, really. You have the NFL sack leader, at least heading into the bye. He was the sack leader and Alex Highsmith. You never once felt like the Steelers had the NFL sack leader and you always feel like there is a game changer on that defense but you didn't feel like that with Alex Highsmith and that was because yeah he was doing the work but he was the only one doing any work really ever when it came to the pass rush because TJ Watt was nowhere to be found he was in IR there was nobody else Cam Hayward hasn't had the pass rushing season that many hoped for And maybe Father Time is starting to catch up with him when it comes to rushing the quarterback. 
Larry Ogunjobi has somehow turned into more of a run stuffer than a pass rusher. And that's a surprising stat if you know anything about Larry Ogunjobi's career coming into Pittsburgh. On top of that, Malik Willis, or excuse me, Malik Reed, was supposed to be a big trade, a huge, a, a huge deal for the Steelers right there at the roster cut deadline. I mean, the first thing I ever heard about him was he's a dog. Well, yeah, he is a dog and he, he is very good at football, but he hasn't had the season or the results that the Pittsburgh Steelers need out of him. Ryan Anderson has come in here, a former second round pick, and he's done little to nothing, but he has he has done a little, definitely a little. Jameer Jones has faded into the background and nobody else out there has done, well, a single thing. Marvin Leal is also on IR and the Steelers are just waiting and waiting for the day that TJ Watt is back on the field. There was some speculation that he could have played against the Philadelphia Eagles in week eight. That didn't happen. They headed into the bye week in week nine. Now they come out of it. They expect TJ Watt back. They expect Demonte KZ back. The defense is going to be way better than they were in the first seven games of the season eight games of the season, but who's gone? I think that's the question. So you start on the defensive line and you look at TJ's return. And I think this one's a lot easier than KZ's because KZ, there's some conversation to have, but with TJ Watt, it's pretty laid out in front of you. The Steelers only really like to keep four outside linebackers on an active roster. TJ Watt will be the fifth. So you have to imagine that an outside linebacker is the person that's gone to fill the role for TJ Watt. You would also think that it would be Ryan Anderson before Jameer Jones because of how they both entered the roster. Jameer was signed right at the deadline after he cleared waivers while Anderson was signed to the practice squad in week two. Slowly worked his way onto the active roster, signed with the active roster. But I would say it's the other way around. So my thought here is that Ryan Anderson, even if his story on how he entered the Steelers is a little different than Jameer Jones's, he's overtaken Jameer Jones. In the last two weeks, Anderson has played 10 and 7 snaps on defense. Very little, but that's what you expect out of your third outside linebacker. And Jameer Jones has played zero. And you say, oh, well, maybe Jameer Jones is a special teams guy. Yeah, yeah, he he did. He played 70% of the team's special teams snaps in the last three weeks, twice in the last three weeks, 58% two weeks ago. And he has played over 60%, nearly 70 in every single game this season. But you start to think that maybe Ryan Anderson could play a little special teams and not have to worry about this anymore because he he provides anything on defense. Jameer Jones doesn't. And even if that third outside linebacker is primarily a special teams guy, you got to play some defense, especially especially with a guy coming off a torn pectoral and two guys that are going to go 110 miles per hour every single play, you want a guy to come in there and be able to relieve somebody at some point. So I would say it's a better fit for the Steelers. It's more realistic for the Steelers to imagine 
that Ryan Anderson could learn how to play special teams instead of Jameer Jones learning how to make an impact on defense. If I had to guess on who's gone once TJ is activated, I would guess it's Jameer Jones over Ryan Anderson. And that leaves the Steelers with Alex Highsmith, Ryan Anderson, and TJ Watt. And then Jameer Jones on the act on the, the practice squad. And I don't believe I'm missing anybody. Malik Reed. I'm missing Malik Reed. But he'll be the third. Ryan Anderson would be the fourth. And you could just allow both of them to play 10 snaps because that's all you need is 10 snaps. Malik Reed will play 15 to 20. Ryan Anderson will play 10, 7 to 10. Easy. I think that's the simplest move for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The one that leaves them with an option that just in case they have somebody who could actually play defense and they could teach Ryan Anderson how to play special teams. Once DeMarvin Leal comes back, maybe you adjust things. I would guess Jameer Jones ends up on the practice squad. You can move things around from there on. But for right now, I would say that Jameer Jones is the guy that leaves over Ryan Anderson. That would be my guess. All right, let's talk about the secondary. Because that's the other big one. And I think that's bigger. Because you have a lot of options here on what could happen, but you have no idea what's going to happen for the Steelers. You you look at this team. You look at this roster. They're going to get KZ back. But you can't cut a safety. You're not going to cut Trey Norwood. You're not going to cut Miles Killebrew. You're really only left with Minka and Terrell. So you're just going to rock five safeties. That's what you're going to do. But you do have an abundance of quarter cornerbacks, and you just acquired another one. So you look at the starting lineup, if William Jackson is who they want him to be, who that possibly $12 million cap hit in 2023 is, you want him to start. So it would be him and Cam Sutton on the outside, Arthur Millette on the inside. You have Levi Wallace, Akella Witherspoon, James Pierre, and Josh Jackson on the outside as depth pieces. That's where things get interesting. Because Josh Jackson seems like the guy that would be gone. And he's likely the candidate to be gone. He's last on the depth chart. He's dealing with an injury. It just makes a lot of sense. But you could have a discussion about whether or not the Steelers have already given up on some pieces that they hoped would turn out bigger than they were. I think a week ago, this discussion's different, obviously. I think you could have traded Akella Witherspoon or Levi Wallace and got something for them and then worried about James Pierre. But right now, I think you just more so look at it and say, how deep can this depth chart be? Who will be upset because they're not playing as much and who is going to play? Because if you have William Jackson and you have Cam Sutton on the outside, you're going to want somebody else to be that third corner. Chances are that's Levi Wallace. But it could be James Pierre. Because James Pierre has surely taken a liking by the coaches in recent weeks. And on top of that, he has outplayed Akella Witherspoon, likely outplayed Levi Wallace, and has certainly moved himself into a position to showcase he could be that third cornerback. You do that, 
you look at the secondary and go, William Jackson, Cam Sutton, James Pierre adds the athleticism that you're going to lose with Akello Witherspoon, but Akello Witherspoon got benched after A.J. Brown put up four catches and two touchdowns against him in the first half of the Eagles game. And you got to wonder if that was enough for the Steelers to say, okay, man, look at you've dealt with an injury since week three in week three, you played terribly. You got hurt. You haven't played since James Pierre has been impressing. Maybe we turn to the younger guy and we admit that this was a loss and it didn't work out. That stinks because Akella Witherspoon from everything I understand and know about Akella Witherspoon is a leader. And on top of that, he goes through spurts. He's also been dealing with a hamstring injury. And honestly, I think one of his touchdowns against A.J. Brown was perfect coverage. There was just nothing you could do about it. So you look at all those factors, you say, okay, can the secondary shake out to be William Jackson, Cam Sutton, James Pierre, Levi Wallace as the four, and then Akella Witherspoon somehow finds himself as the five. How unhappy is Akella Witherspoon? How unhappy is the cornerback room? How much of a shakeout just happened? And can the Steelers maintain the atmosphere, the environment without letting people get upset? Nobody likes to be benched. Nobody likes to have their opportunity removed. The Steelers are put in a prime position right now to shake things up. It's very interesting because DeMonte KZ's return likely means that Josh Jackson's gone. But William Jackson's addition means that there's a lot that could happen with this cornerback group. And come week 10, man, this secondary is going to look a lot different than it looked in week eight. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. From what we know so far, the secondary had no playmakers. They had pass deflection Cam Sutton, who is a stud and one of the most reliable cornerbacks the Steelers have had really in the last 20 years outside of Ike Taylor. But besides that, it's just a bunch of question marks. But man, is it going to look different in week 10? It's going to be exciting to watch. The return of those two guys shakes some things up. The defense is going to look very different, but I think that's the big message. The big message is how different the last nine weeks will look compared to the first eight. The Steelers are looking at a much different defense, a much different secondary, a much different front seven with the return of KZ and TJ Watt and the addition of William Jackson. Things, things are interesting. Right now is the time to watch. Don't give up on the Steelers yet. Keep your expectations ridiculously low. Very, 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 very low. But enjoy the defensive ride. Because it could, it could definitely be a good one.